When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 99 Love Balloons, the Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> Big story this morning. This girl's dead, I think, who uh, sang this song. I think she died years ago. What's her name again? Elena something? Or? Nina. Lena. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> I had to debate English or Russian version. This was the English one, obviously. She did one. No, she's German. Oh. And she did it in German. Uh, didn't she? German. I thought it was German, not Russian. Not Russian. Uh, Phil Macedonia just a couple of weeks ago, off of our Chinese bakery discussion, has now found his favorite dessert ever. Phil is addicted to Filipino donuts. Is that true? I don't know if I'm addicted. I had them one time, but they were really good. <laughs> they were really, really, okay. really good. I have no idea what you're talking about. You always, like, I, I, I tell you these things, like these candid like little you know, quips between breaks, and you just lie. You hop on air, and you immediately just lie through your teeth. I don't lie. I, I tend to exaggerate, maybe. Exaggeration is just a, a lie. That's You're right. No, I, do. I lie. I lie. You lie all the time about everything. But here's what I'm not lying about. When you want to talk about China, Asia, really any country outside this country, the man with the most knowledge, this ain't no lie, is Gordon Chang. You have to follow Gordon on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follower. On uh, Twitter follow. Gordon G. Chang. And again, with this big story about this spy balloon over Montana, he's the one guy to talk to. Gordon Chang, happy Friday, buddy. How are you? I'm fine, I said, and thank you so much. And by the way, I do like Philippine donuts myself. <laughs> there you go. Macedonia Phil and Gordon Chang both love Philippine donuts. Uh, answer this for me. How do we know for a fact that this balloon that's been spotted over Montana is, in fact, a Chinese spy balloon? Uh, we know the track of the balloon. We know where it started. And so it started in China. It is a Chinese spy balloon. And, Sid, uh, this is apparently not the first time this has happened. So I'm sure that NORAD um, has cl- many tracks of Chinese mm. spy balloons. Mm. Interesting. Marco Rubio said yesterday down in the state of Florida that uh, Beijing really started this about five years ago and that this happens, like you just said, all the time. I, I wonder why Montana? Just curious. Well, in that balloon is over a Air Force base which has Minuteman missiles, intercontinental ballistic missiles. Ah. Um, so they obviously want to find out signals intelligence, and uh, who knows what else they're preparing for? Because uh, you know, possibly that balloon does have the ability to drop something. Maybe not this balloon, but balloons like it. So clearly, um, the Chinese are preparing for war. Oh, you've been saying that on this show for a long time. I mean, when you come on, my uh, my partner here, Lou Rapino, he's scared to death. He's like, it's just a matter of time before Chang says China's going to wipe us out. But uh, stuff like this is, all kidding aside, really scary. Now, I heard the White House say they don't want to shoot the balloon down because they're worried about debris on the ground. Well, stop it. There's a bunch of cows. You're in Montana. They don't want to shoot the balloon down because that may mean, in fact, World War Three. Isn't that right? 
Um, I don't know what's going through Biden's mind, but I can say that, um, you know, whatever Biden thinks, he may think that he's being responsible by exercising restraint. But the Chinese, I am sure, are looking at Biden's unwillingness to shoot down the balloon as proof that the United States is not willing to defend itself. Now, I'm not saying that the Chinese view is correct. I think it's wrong. But it doesn't matter about the correctness of the view. What matters is what the Chinese, in fact, think. And what they are thinking um, is extremely dangerous. And so, you know, if we don't change their perception, we will be in a war with China. So let me ask you this. If it was your decision, Gordon, to shoot down that balloon, it sounds to me like you would with no hesitation. I would shoot down the balloon. I would close China's consulates. I would strip the embassy staff in Washington down to just the ambassador. I would be imposing trade sanctions. I'd be cutting off technical cooperation agreements. I'd be doing a lot of other things as well, because China needs to know that there is a severe cost for committing an act of war against the United States. And that's what China has done. This is not just a violation of our sovereignty. This is an act of war. It really is embarrassing, too. So this more on Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state, he's supposed to head to China, I guess, any day now. Is it fair to assume, Gordon, that he won't go now because of this balloon? Uh, I think he's probably still going to go. I don't know. But if I were president, one of the things that I would do is I'd tell Blinken, go to Taipei instead of Beijing. Show the Chinese we're not afraid of them. Because right now, the Chinese believe we're afraid of them. And this is, you know, they look at this as not just a Biden failure. Um, You know, Marco Rubio talked about five years. Well, that puts us into the Trump administration, allowing violations of our sovereignty. So the Chinese think Republican or Democrat, Trump or Biden, um, liberal or conservative, Americans will not defend themselves. That's interesting because, you know, Trump is always like, well, you know, that uh, ping, you wouldn't do that when I'm in charge. And and I don't know if Marco Rubio was right or not, but assuming Rubio is right and it is five years, then you're right. That is during the Trump presidency. You think that they were doing this even when he was in charge? Because he sounded like that was never going to be the case. Yeah, I don't have a security clearance. I don't know. But uh, Marco Rubio does have a security clearance. And um, so, as you say, if he's right, then this is a Trump problem as well as a Biden problem. I just read something on ABC News that says with an eye on China, the United States is building up military in the Philippines, talking about Philippine donuts, uh, is that true? Are we building up military in the Philippines based upon this potential battle against China? Well, yes. Um, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin just announced a basis agreement with the Philippines. And, and this is a good thing. Um, Austin was also in South Korea beforehand. We are working with our allies, but the issue is urgency. Um, We're not moving fast enough. The Chinese are moving very, very fast to prepare for war. And it's not just building up their military. They are also trying to sanctions-proof their regime. They're mobilizing China's civilians for war. Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, appointed a war cabinet in October. This is a military in China that wants to kill. And clearly, we are not paying attention. Because, yeah, we say, oh, yeah, we might go to war and you know, 2035. Um, You have the Navy taking off frontline ships. You have the Air Force trying to mothball um, our best fighter, the F-22. They want to pay for the force of the future. They're making themselves, ourselves, much less capable fighting the war of today. 
And if there's going to be a war, it's not going to be in 2035, Sid. It's going to be soon. Wow. Give me soon. A year? Two years? Five years or less? We don't know the timing, but we can say that we need to be prepared to go to war at this moment because the Chinese are preparing to do that. But we're not prepared. And, and I would ask you this. Uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, I think I had you on the same day, the anniversary of the 50-year Vietnam Treaty. So I spoke to Jack Jacobs that day, a very decorated colonel. You know who he is. Yes. And I spoke to Jack Keane that day, too, and I said, there seems to be a growing number of Americans that think because our military is woke, which it is, it's ridiculous, because it's woke and other, other reasons, that we're no longer the most powerful army in the world. And, and they said, no, that's not true. Uh, yes, it is woke. There are things we need to fix, but we're still the most powerful army in the world. I think Ping knows that. So when you say China looking to start war, that, that's suicide for, for just about everybody. Why, why would Ping want to do that? Well, first of all, um, he probably doesn't share Jack Keane's assessment. And he probably also believes, even if he knows that the United States military is stronger than his, uh, and even if he knows that the Japanese and the Australians and the Filipinos will fight with us, he, he, he just believes that the United States is not capable of defending itself. As I said before, it doesn't matter whether he's correct in that. Um, it matters what he, in fact, believes. And his beliefs are that it's political will that he has in the United States doesn't have which means that this is an extraordinarily dangerous time because, yeah, I, I believe that Keene is right. We have a far stronger military than China, but it's completely irrelevant if the commander-in-chief won't use it. And right now, over Montana, over one of our Air Force bases, the president of the United States is not using a power to prevent um, a violation of our sovereignty. What is, is Ping's, so what is Ping's plan? You know, in the history of the world, the— You've had leaders like Putin, for example, right now. He wants to gain territory. He's doing a lousy job of it, obviously, and the Russians are getting their ass kicked. But he wanted to gain that territory in Ukraine. What is, what is Ping's evil master plan? Well, first of all, to see Russia succeed, to destabilize the world, to dismember his neighbors. Uh, matter of fact, Chinese officials, including Xi Jinping, have been propagating this notion that China is the world's only sovereign state. And that also that the moon and Mars should be sovereign Chinese territory. <laughs> yeah, this is ludicrous. And because it's ludicrous, we Americans think, oh, they can't really believe that. But yes, they really believe that. And that means that we are in a situation where um, we could lose, even though we're far stronger. So everything that Jack Keane says is completely irrelevant because it's not a question of tank for tank and plane for plane. It's a question of political will. And the Chinese believe that we don't have it. No, let's listen. We, certainly, we were stronger than Vietnam, and we're still suffering losses. Iraq, Afghanistan, all these wars, we were the bigger power, and uh, we got beat up pretty badly. This would be just horrendous if this ever really came to fruition. And now I'm reading, too, that our friend, uh, little rocket man there in North Korea, he uh, is now warning of, and I quote, overwhelming nuclear, overwhelming nuclear force to counter the U.S. A little more scary, huh? Yeah, well, what's even scarier is that uh, for the first time ever um, in last year, North Korea threatened to use its nukes preemptively. In other words, first strike. Remember, Putin threatened first strikes with his nukes last year. Then China did it. Then North Korea did it. 
they are all learning from each other because they believe that the United States is not uh, uh, capable. They say that, that in their propaganda that we're not capable, we're not listening. And that means, um, yes, it would be suicidal for Xi Jinping to attack the United States, but it's not inconceivable that he will do so. We have a Pentagon, um, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and three and four stars that do not have a sense of urgency, that are not listening to what the Chinese are saying, that are not thinking like the Chinese are thinking. We Americans, war planners, we think that Chinese war planners think like American war planners. Well, no, they don't. And that puts us at risk. I just don't know how, if you're the White House and you're running this country, that you allow this balloon to sit over an Air Force base in Montana when the American people know that this is the enemy and try to convince us that debris on the ground may hurt some people. I mean, it just... It's unbelievable to me that they would allow this to continue. How long do you think uh, this happens before the U.S., despite what they feel right now, has no choice? Just no choice. Well, we don't have no cho- We don't have a choice now. But obviously, Biden believes that we should not shoot the balloon down, which the Chinese then take as a sign of American feebleness. Right. And you know, you put all this together. You know, we may think we're exercising restraint and responsible, as I mentioned. But that's not the way the Chinese believe and look at it. So really what we have right now is a failure in our political system. And as I said, it's not just the, the moron in the White House right now. It's bad policies in all the preceding administrations going back to that of George H.W. Bush. Can I ask you an honest question? Yep. And can I expect an honest answer? You will always get an honest answer, Sid. If- I may be wrong. But I will always give you an honest and candid answer. You're never wrong. If you were on right now with Brett Baer on Fox News, would you refer to Joe Biden as you just did with me, the moron in the White House? I, I might tone it down <laughs> a little bit, um, but I would say that he um, has. I would say though that he is dangerous. Right. No, but, but, not, but what I'm saying would, is, you, you feel so comfortable with me like you and I are just kind of sitting around your table chatting with Lydia, that you have no problem saying that. That's, yeah. that's a testament to me, Gordon. <laughs> it, is a, it is a testament to you. And what I would tell Brett Baer um, is that the President of the United States is, not, uh, is abrogating his most solemn constitutional duty. He's, he is not defending the United States of America. And because of that, if he doesn't want to defend us, that's fine, but he shouldn't be president. He should resign. And if he doesn't resign, he should be impeached and convicted because this is the most um, important failure in, the, you know, in our history. So I, wow. don't, I don't know what else to say. You, I could say, well, yeah, he's not a moron, but he should remove, be removed. No, know? he's a moron. No, no, no. He's a moron. He's a moron. He's feeble. He's, he's feckless. He's all the things you just said. The people around him are no different. And you're going to hear all these talk shows today. The View is going to commend him for not shooting it down and, and not killing any cows in Montana. And uh, you're going to hear all these, uh, you know, MSNBC people and Trump would have shot that down. That would have started World War Three. That's going to be the narrative today. If Trump's president, he shoots that down. We get World War Three. Thank God we got somebody in the White House who actually thinks about it. You know, that's going to be the narrative. Yeah. You know, the important thing here is that people are going to say, well, if we shoot it down, it's risky and dangerous. 
that's a meaningless objection because every option for us is risky and dangerous. And the most risky and dangerous option is to continue with the policies that have created this situation in the first place. So we are at a point where we cannot assume that we've got any good options because I don't think we do. You are such a great guest. You really are. And uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And you've been right all along, Gordon. You've been on this show with me for a long time, dating back to days with me and my great late partner, Bernard, as well. And you've been saying all these things. And scary as it has sounded along the way, my fear is you've been right the whole time. So thank you for hopping on this morning. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again very soon. You're the best. Thank you so much, Sid. And stay safe. You too. Gordon Chang. It's not a funny. We're going to war with China. You, you just 99 Luftwaffe. <laughs> well, that moron in the White House told well, me. You know, I watched a couple of weeks ago The Wizard of Oz, and people forget. But remember, they went up in the uh, the air balloon with the no. with the wizard, and then there was a great witch Glinda told her to click her heel three times and say, "There's no place like home." And she got back to Kansas. Just another balloon note. <laughs> okay, yeah. This, we have four different balloon notes good, today. Good story. This is a uh, good, good reference for the balloon. Oh, it was a good balloon note. Good balloon story. While the wizard was yelling, I can't stop it. Right. Very good, Louis. That first segment we did on like the discos, and it's nothing compared to that little balloon quip he just threw. No, that's true.